This is Wrestling Explosion. Welcome everyone to another action-packed episode of Wrestling Explosion. Name all in italics. Your weekly look into everything happening here at the Free Legal Advice Association of Wrestling Professionals. I'm your classically trained host, Benson St. Angel, here alongside former wrestler and Hall of Fame applicant, Jimmy Thompson. I can't believe the action we've got lined up for you fine folks tonight. There's so much coming your way, but I gotta tell you, one thing I'm looking forward to is that big tag team throwdown main event. You know, for my money... I have a feeling the bush drinkers are going to wipe the floor with those slick Freddy Hollywoods. Pardon my French, but if that were to happen, that would be quite the ruddy upset. Hey, I used to speak a little French back when I was going as the flying Frenchie. <clears throat> Parlez-vous menage a trois? Yes, that's uh, something. I had a stale baguette that I used to pound people with when the ref wasn't looking. 30 seconds in, and we're already here. Let's go to Dirty Dan Oakleaf, who's got an interview with one of the competitors we'll be seeing in three weeks at Flag Day Frenzy. I'm here with Fearless Freddy, who is preparing for his upcoming bout with Bonesaw Bailey. Freddy, tell us how you feel about the match. Bonesaw Bailey has really been on a tear lately. Look, Dan, you know me. They don't call me Fearless Freddy for nothing. I'm up for any challenge. Bonesaw Bailey, you don't scare me. In fact, Bonesaw's the one who should be scared. When I'm done with him, he's going to wish he was never born. Whoa, okay. Well, it sounds like Bonesaw is ready too. I just interviewed him and he said he was going to tear you a new asshole. Ha! Big words. But I'm not backing down. I mean, it's not like he's actually going to tear me a new asshole, right? He said, quote, I will physically tear Freddy a new asshole. I do not mean that figuratively. I mean literally. When the match is over, Fearless Freddy will have two anuses. Shit will literally be coming out of two holes in his ass. He will have the asshole he was born with, and he will have an entirely new rectum. He will need special underwear, or more likely a colostomy bag. That's not for me to decide. He will have to figure out how to deal with the constant seepage of feces that will be ever-present with him for the rest of his life. For my part, all I know is, Freddy will come into the match with one sphincter, he will leave with two. This is my actual promise to you, the fans. Whoa! <clears throat> I mean, it's just talk, right? What's a promise to the fans? Well, he did promise to break every bone in Carl the Cobra's body, and he actually did do that. He did what? Absolutely. Carl was in the hospital for months. Okay. Well, I mean, was just that one time. And then, of course, there was the time when he promised to cut off Big Bart's dick and feed it to him. That was so graphic, we couldn't actually air Brawl in the Fall 96. We lost millions on that, and he was severely reprimanded. But once again, he promised to cut off the man's dick and feed it to him. And that's exactly what he did. What? Yep. Fed the man his own dick. Come to think of it, every single time he's made a promise to the fans, he's delivered. I've got flat feet. What? I, I, I'm gay. This is not the military in the 1990s, nor does having flat feet preclude you from wrestling. Are you trying to back out of the fight? I mean, what, what if I was sick? I, I have COVID. Do you have COVID? We have strict protocol and we test before every match. 
Unless you actually test positive, you are going to have to face Bonesaw Bailey. But if I didn't know any better, it sounds like you might not be so fearless after all. I mean, Fearless Freddy is just a stage name. My real name is Brian O'Keefe, and listen, I've got a family. And before, when you said you were going to make Bonesaw wish he was never born? I didn't say that. I mean, not in that way. That's not what I meant. I, I love Bonesaw Bailey. I'm, I'm his biggest fan. He can't attack a fan. Well, there was that one Tuesday Night Thunder when he promised to decapitate a fan, and he... Fuck this. Well, there you have it. Fearless Freddy, ready for the big showdown with Bonesaw Bailey. Back to you. Thank you, Dirty Dan. Throughout tonight's episode, we'll be taking a look back at one of the great legends of the Free Legal Advice Association of Wrestling Professionals, the utmost warlord. He was a man who captured the imagination of several generations of wrestling fans the world over with his wild and terrifying interview style. You never really knew what he was going to say, but you always stuck around to listen. And what a man he was, Benson. A twig like you don't know what it was like to be in the ring with him. Brother, I tell you, one night he hit me so hard... He punched my buck teeth straight. Oh, Lord. Were you cavorting around then as some kind of a hillbilly? No. I was the chain-smoking Chinaman. See, I had these fake teeth Dear that I... Dear God, I'm sorry I asked, I'm sure. Let's soldier on, shall we? Here is footage of the utmost warlord from 1981, in which he attempts to intimidate his upcoming opponent. See, the hardest part was getting my eyes to be slanted enough. Just, just roll the tape. Space, it is not the final frontier. It is only the beginning. The warlord has traveled the galaxies. The warlord was born in the skies. The warlord has communed with the astral spirits that guide the champions to victory on the field of battle. The blood that runs through their veins is given life by the planets themselves. The moons shine down on those with the warlord spirit in their eyes. These galactic energies will converge on one man, Terry Sullivan. Prepare yourself however you want, Sullivan. It will make no difference to the gods of space that will provide me with the final victory. You can run up and down mountains. You can swim across the oceans. You can chew through steel plates any gold bars to fill your tissues with all the strength of the earth. It will not matter in the face of the true celestial beings of light and power that amp up the voltage of the warlord past the breaking point and all the way through to the ultimate triumph as you enter the dominion of the warlord. Sullivan! It will be your final stop on the spaceship of your doom! I'm here with the Nigerian Prince, who is still upset about last week's disqualification. Nigerian Prince, what do you have to say about this? Look, man, I told him. I'll release the hold if you give me your mother's maiden name and password. Oh, oh, here. God, man, give me that. Give oh, me this. Is, give this me that. Is, oh, t- 
Top Shelf Calhoun, the man of a thousand and four bars. What the hell are you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. <clears throat> you know, Bart Ender, the bartender, you claim to be the mixologist from a thousand bars, but I counted, and you've barely worked at about sixty. But I worked at a thousand and four, and I wrote them all down. Here we go. Number one, arm bar. Number two, the drinking hut. Number three, arm bar. Number four, Firestone Brewery. Number five, arm bar. Number six, the tiny glass. Okay, let's Number just seven, to something pre-recorded. Arm bar. You all know me, Johnny Too Hottie. I've worn the Transcontinental Championship belt. I was the last man standing at the showdown at the hoedown. And when all was said and done at the dust-up in Dutster, the ref was holding my hand in the air. But now, the challenge is even greater. I've trained harder, I've planned smarter, and I'm more than prepared for the biggest fight of my life. So get ready, Deborah. You can take my house, you can take my kids, but you cannot take my 2003 Sweetwater Challenger 200 FCXL pontoon. Run the tape back to Wrestlepalooza 2008, Deborah. Watch me put Bonobo Typhoon in my patented Iron Claw. I didn't let go until he tapped, and I'm not letting go of my pontoon's easy-fold bimini top with LED lights until you tap out, Deborah. If your lawyers think I'm going to give up my waterproof AMF and Bluetooth surround speakers with free Sirius satellite radio, then your lawyers must have missed Hades in a Mercedes 97. If I could outlast the mortician in a burning automobile, I can outlast your legal counsel, Deborah. I will win the noble knockout this summer, and I will celebrate with up to 11 passengers spread out in comfort from the marine-grade cushion quad deck to the stern lounge with flip-up stowmore seating. So let this be a warning to you, Deborah. Garnish my wages, take my 401k, but you will never, as long as I live and breathe, take my 2003 Sweetwater Challenger 200 FCXL Pontoon. That's just sad. You ain't kidding. Making me think of the 450cc Sun Cruiser Party Barge Deluxe that my third wife took. Fight the good fight, brother. Let's throw it over to Dirty Dan, who is with a brand new wrestler, hoping to shed some light on this mysterious new figure. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm here with a newcomer to the Free Legal Advice Association of Wrestling Professionals, and he is one that is sure to make an immediate impact. Mothers, if you have young children present, you may want to escort them from the room, for they may not be able to handle the primal savagery of King Tonga Talea. Hello, Dirty Dan. It's great to be here. Me, Dirty Dan. Uh-huh. Yes, obviously. As I was saying, it's really exciting to be joining this federation. I know there are a lot of great wrestlers here, and I can't wait Me, to... friend. Me, friend. What are you doing? Why do you keep talking like this? Ladies and gentlemen, he appears to be getting agitated. This situation could escalate very quickly. In his native land, he was known to bite off the ears of those who displeased him. What the hell are you talking about? I'm from Bakersfield. 
I'm going to try to calm him down by speaking in his native tongue. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, hunger, bunga. Really? I'm not even going to respond to this. Oh, God, now he's really losing control. I think he may see my microphone as a tool of the demon lord Mulbarunga. They say the demon lord is the only thing King Tonga fears. All that could placate him at this point is drinking the blood of his own infant children, which he believes grants him magic physical and sexual powers. This bloodthirsty ape is only seconds away from snapping. You're damn right. Ah, back to you in the studio. Bone chilling. Fellow like that makes me glad I hung up my trunks, Benson. Fans, it's time for another look back at one of the great moments from the utmost warlord. What I loved most about that guy, well, when he wasn't throwing clotheslines at me, of course, was his creativity. I mean, this guy was all over the place. You never knew what kind of crazy crap was about to come out of his mouth. But I gotta tell you, even when I didn't understand it, it'd scare the bejesus out of me. He was the best man in two of my five weddings. And during one of his toasts, he lit the wedding cake on fire and body slammed my mother-in-law into it, screaming something about sunbeams shall re-energize the temple within. He was always coming up with new ways to intimidate his opponents. And this next clip from 1984 is no exception. It was recorded not long after his nearly fatal jetmobiling accident. People said he'd never recover, but I guess he showed them who's boss. Indeed. He was certainly back to his old true self again. Let's take a look. Space! It is not the final frontier. It is only the beginning. The one and only Warlord has traveled the galaxies. The original Warlord was born in the stars. The ever-present Warlord communed with the astral spirits that guide the champions to victory on the field of battle. The blood that runs through their veins is given life by the planets themselves. The moon shines down on those with the real warlord spirit in their eyes. These galactic energies will converge on one man, the Italian Greyhound. So prepare yourself however you want, Italian Greyhound. It will make no difference to the gods of space. These mystical spirits will provide me with the final victory. You can run up and down the oceans. You can swim across the mountains. You can chew through gold plates and eat steel bars to fill your tissues with the strength of the earth. It will not matter in the face of true celestial beings of light and power that amp up the voltage of the legitimate utmost warlord past the breaking point. And all the way through to the ultimate triumph, as you enter the dominion of the one true warlord, Italian Greyhound. It will be your final stop on the spaceship of doom. Dan Okerleaf here. I am back in the locker room trying to get some candid thoughts from any wrestlers who will indulge me. Uh, well, uh, uh, lacing up his boots over here, uh, we have the Manly Man. Mm. Dirty Dan Oakleaf. Today is your lucky day. As you get to bask in the glory of the legally distinct Manly Man, yeah. Legally distinct? I've heard there have been some challenges in that area lately. 
Yeah, yeah, you're hearing that too, huh? A lot of pencil-pushing lawyers going around talking about copyright infringement, huh? Yeah, the only fringe I see are the neon green and pink fringe on my manly man jacket. And I got a solution to all these attorneys sniffing around, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about an attorney man of champions to be settled in the court of the Crimson Ring, yeah. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking about taking them out all at once, Regal Rumble style. Throwing those schmucks into the ropes and meeting them with the big elbow. Bam! Motion denied. Why am I taking on this particular job of cleaning up these jerks, Dirty Dan? Because I am the Intercontinental Champion. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think these other wrestlers coming for the belt understand what they're dealing with. No. No, because the manly man is like a Generae Volux 21C. Yeah. That's a top-of-the-line dental x-ray machine. These challengers are like individual chafing dishes of potatoes and popcorn shrimp, and I am the entire buffet. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not stopping with the Intercontinental Championship, no. Yeah, that's right. I'm coming for the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Yeah. And I don't care who's in the way. That's right. I don't care if that's Huck Hogan, uh, Dito Detana, or Hatstraw Duncan. Because it's the destiny of the manly man to be the heavyweight champion of the world. You know why, Dirty Dan? Why is that? Because the cream gets on top. Shabuki Bob! There you have it. Let's see if I can't find somebody else. Um, oh, oh, there's, uh, there's Big Kaiser Lamprey over there in the corner. Uh, Mr. B. Kaiser L., if you wouldn't mind giving me a moment of your time, uh, word around the locker room has been that you have a message for someone. Dirty Dan, this isn't just a message. This is a challenge. The fans know Big Kaiser Lamprey only wrestles in multi-man cage matches, but there's bad blood that can only be solved man-to-man. And so I'm here to call you out. Upmost Warlord, right here and now, I'm challenging you to a one-on-one match to settle our feud once and for all. Many years ago, when I was starting out, wrestling as Kid Eel, you dogged and tormented me the whole season. You beat me at SummerSlam. You beat me at Foe in the Snow. You beat me at King of the Spring Ring. And you beat me at the Autumn Fodum. But I'm too much of a champ to let repeated loss stop me from winning. So I trained, and I covered the territory. From the Midwest Association of Wrestlers to the Swamp League bookings. From the Lower 48 Midtime Wrestling Group to the Wrestlers Association of the Midwest. I grew stronger. I grew better. I honed my craft. And I transformed. I was the doom of the multi-purpose room. The Civic Center Tormentor. And after a brief stint in France, the Armory Gendarmerie. No longer Kid Eel, I became... Big Kaiser Lamprey. And I'm here to tell you that I'm not a pushover anymore. Last month, during Hell in the Cell, I lasted ten minutes and broke every bone in my nose. Last week, during the Rage in a Cage, I lasted ten and a half minutes and set the record for a most announcer's tables crushed in a single night. Last week, during the Alignment Confinement, 
I broke my heart as I faced and defeated my own tag team partner, Dr. B. Allergen, the anaphylactic chiropractic. But my achievements are too much for you. You couldn't leave me to my success. No, you had to come after me again. Utmost warlord, I know it was you who eliminated me in last night's stockade masquerade. Well, that was a big mistake. Because now, Big Kaiser Lamprey has your number. You dodged me during the Reformatory of Glory. You flat out refused to meet me during the once-in-a-century penitentiary. But utmost warlord, I'm calling you out, here and now, to meet me, one-on-one, as the premier exhibition match in next week's Miracle in the Squared Circle. There's nowhere left to hide. It's time once and for all for everyone to learn who really sucks. The utmost warlord or Big Kaiser Lamprey. Who really sucks indeed? I look forward to finding out. Uh, let's see who else we can find. Oh, no, no, don't 64. open that. Top shelf Calhoun is Richie's still in there. Nightclub. Number 465. Armbar. Number 466. Yold Ballista Shelter. Number 467. Armbar. Close that door. We'll be going for out. Number 468. <laughs> Number 459, armbar. Is there anyone else who'd like to speak with me? Uh, oh, oh, this will be interesting. Uh, here's a brand new wrestler, B40, who I'm told is sharper than a porcupine spine. Trust and believe, you understand me? When I'm in the ring, I'm locked in like a safe. You feel me? I'm in the loop like a hula hoop. And if I get you in my grip, I'ma hold on like a hubcap in the fast lane, man. Okay, and tell me, why do they call you B-40? Well, you know that whack-ass Hulk Hogan out here talking about his 24-inch pythons? Well, brother, my biceps is 40 inches, man. Talking B-40, hello. 40-inch biceps. Is that even physically possible? Trust and believe, you feel me? Hulk Hogan doesn't stand a chance against B-40. I'm everywhere like air. I'm all over the place like space. Sprinkle me, man. Well, your 40-inch biceps aside, the only problem here is that Hulk Hogan is retired. Ain't no telling that's what Jack told Helen. No, I'm telling you, Hulk Hogan is no longer wrestling. And, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but you seem very similar to the rapper E-40. Well, that's because I am E-40, my ninja. Sprinkle me, man. Then why are you calling yourself B-40? Player, I go by many monikers, you know what I'm saying? E-40, E-4-O, E-Feezy, Fonzarizi, the ambassador of the bay, the politician, 40 water, Mr. Flamboyant, and E-Feasible Belafonte Bellagio Bellwether. Trust and believe. Hello! Okay, well, this is Wrestling Explosion, so unless you're here to fight, then we're done here. Hold on, my ninja. I am here to fight. You are? Listen, man, my people out here working hard. Dipping and dabbing. Some of my people push pills. Some of my people push that cha-cha. Some of them work for a living and try to make an honest dollar. So I'm here to fight against high prices. Take, for example, my most famous product, 40 water, you feel me? I'm going to sprinkle my 40 water all over high prices. High prices? You're selling things? I can sell water to the sea, spots to a cheetah, and stripes to a zebra. Hello! I'm talking about Earl Stevens' Mangoscato wine and Slurricane Premium Mixed Cocktail. I'm talking about a line of ice cream called the Goon with a Spoon. And of course, you can't forget about E. Quarenta Tequila. 
honest to God's truth, these are all actual products E40 sales. And while we at it, everything I'm saying in this promo is literally stuff that E40 has actually said. So you know, I'm just trying to make that yaper. You know what I'm talking about? I thought I did, and now I'm not so sure. That gouda, provolone, guap. Undersmell me, or is this going over your head like a shower nozzle? Okay, I am absolutely lost. So, just to be super clear, you're using this promo as a way to advertise for your various E40 products. Available wherever pimping ain't easy. Not only is this not about wrestling, but to be completely honest here, most of our audience probably doesn't even know who the rapper E40 is. Nope. And even if they've heard of that name, they don't actually know any details about him. Yep. So no one is really getting these jokes. Nope. This right now. In fact, what you're doing is a bit from one of his songs where he just says yep and nope the whole time. Yep. So should we just end this interview? Nope. Damn it. Guess I have to ask at the right time in the cadence, don't I? Yep. Okay, aha. So we can end this interview now. Confirm like a Don King perm. Hello. Damn it, that's enough. Back to you in the studio. Trust and believe. Hello. Buy my Equarenta tequila. A charlatan of the first order. Wait, where are you going? Hey, it's Mangascato 30, if you know what I mean. It's time to open up the vault and take a look at another classic moment from the utmost warlord. This time from all the way back in 1987. This is only about six months after his second jet mobiling accident. The cops said the fire burned hot enough to melt titanium, but he's such a fighter that he pulled through again. They said both of those accidents would be fatal, but I guess he showed those doctors and family members who's boss. He was such a draw that without him, the company was going broke. But he somehow managed to pull through just in the time to deliver more of his trademark creativity and perhaps more importantly, get fans buying tickets again. Sure, he showed up with a little less muscle, a little less hair, and was somehow four inches shorter and Puerto Rican. But after two nearly fatal accidents, fans could forgive him for not quite being at the same level as he used to be. Let's take a listen to yet another legendary and wildly creative interview. Space. It's not the final frontier. It's only the beginning. The Warlord has traveled the galaxies. The Warlord was born in the stars. The Warlord has communed with the astral spirits that guide the champions to victory on the field of battle. The blood that runs through their veins is given life by the planets themselves. The moon shine down on those with Warlord spirit in their eyes, man. The galactic energies are going to converge on one man, Del Davis. Yeah, prepare yourself however you want, Davis. It will make no difference to the gods of space that will provide me with the final victory. You can run up mountains or swim across the oceans, hell, chew through steel plates and eat gold bars to fill your tissues with all the strength of the earth. It will not matter in the face of the true celestial beings of light and power that amp up the voltage of the warlord past the breaking point and all the way through to the ultimate triumph as you enter the dominion of the warlord. Davis, it will be your final stop on the spaceship of your doom. Last week on Wrestling Explosion, we announced a search to find the next great wrestling superstar. We asked viewers to send in their videotapes showing off exactly why we should choose them. Today, we're going to take a look at the first crop of these submissions. 
First up is little Timmy Blanchford, and from what I understand, he must be one of the strongest three-year-olds around. All right, say it. Come on, say it. Hi. No, say the line. You said it before. Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan is... Dirty Dan is a puddle of rancid vagina runoff. And he drinks... And he drinks rotten goblin piss for breakfast. And his butthole... And his butthole hangs... Thank you, Timmy. That is quite enough of that. Our next tape comes from Nate Gardner from Cherry Creek. Nate claims to be the toughest man there is. I am tougher than that guy. I'm tougher than that guy. I'm tougher than that guy. I'm tougher than that guy. Tougher than that guy. Tougher than that guy. That guy, I'm tougher than that guy. 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 I am tougher than that guy. I'm tougher than that guy. Tougher than that guy. I'm tougher than that guy. I am tougher than that guy. That was... Um... Moving on to our next entrant, Tyler Brookside, who apparently spends a lot of time in the gym. Do you think anyone has a physique that can match mine? I hear these wrestlers talking about 24-inch pythons. That's nothing. 24 inches, try 60 inches. My biceps are bigger than your waist. I can only wear tube tops anymore because my neck is too thick to fit through traditional clothing. The doctors are worried, but do I look worried to you? Hell no. They tell me to stop, I go back to the gym and slap on some more muscle. I just inflate some more wet beef until my heart feels like exploding. I won't stop until my thighs are too thick to fit inside Dirty Dan's butthole, which is so distended that- Tyler Brookside, everybody. Tyler Brookside. He is quite the physical specimen. Our final entrant of the week, thank God, is Jacob Montezuma who apparently has a secret weapon? My name is Jacob Montezuma, and I have three dicks. Six, ten, and fourteen inches stuffed down my underpants. Papa bear, mama bear, and baby bear. Me in a speedo, Looks like the predator wearing a swim cap. When I use the bathroom, it's like one of those wacky lawn sprinklers. If I'm feeling amorous, unlike most folks, I don't have to mollycoddle myself. I can make full use of my musculature without having to worry about any excessive ablation of the skin. It's like a Gatling gun. Two barrels can cool down while the other one is firing. I can commit sodomy in three different states simultaneously. 
like a glass of shrimp cocktail, I can lay them around the rim of Dirty Dan's hopelessly ballooned butthole, creating... All right, that's enough. That's enough. Shut it down. I don't even know what that had to do with wrestling. You know what? I don't even have the authority to do this, but I don't care. The next great wrestling superstar contest is canceled. Don't send any more tapes. Just enough. What the hell was that shit? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's Paul Burr here to tell you that I have come to the light after years of managing my beautiful dark demon, the Undertaker. Sowing destruction and ruining our wake after a lifetime of being a pale, pervy creep that scares kids. I received a message from the heavens, a message from God himself. Oh, yes, it was there in the dark basement of my mortuary where the prophecy was delivered unto me. Oh, yes, I was visited by God Almighty when he appeared to me as a burning bush on the swimsuit calendar on my embalming room wall. In a blinding flash of light and in a deafening voice, God laid before me my deeds, a life of cheating, of dirty dealing, and being a huge creep. But he said, I talk a good game, so the rest doesn't matter. He commanded me to rise to the ranks of the priesthood, to ascend to the papacy. Oh, yes, or should I say, oh, man, from creepy sex to pontifex, I became the new Pope, for God told me that only I, Pope John Paul Bearer II, can herald in the bodily resurrection of his chosen champion, for death, as I know too well, is not the end. Oh no! Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Hulkster. On this flag day frenzy, a new face is delivered unto us, foretold by the K-Babe Astrolabe, here to deliver McMahon from heaven. Rejoice! These are the good times. Ain't no stopping us now. From the pits of the inferno to the floor of 54, ready to rock the boat. Dead no more. He's staying alive. It's the disco mofo. <laughs> disco motherfucker just tripped on his dick. <laughs> We've got something of a feud brewing here in the FLAAWP. Two wrestlers have been trading bobs during interviews leading up to the Flag Day frenzy. Despite the fact that this match between them has been scheduled for weeks now, it hasn't stopped each of them from repeatedly challenging each other to the match, as well as challenging each other's manhood. I used to do that a lot back when I was the Mad Moyle. I'd go around with garden shears, chainsaws, cheese graters, whatever I could find, and, uh, you know... 
challenge the other guy's manhood. You're saying you used to try to chop off the dicks? I used to try to chop off their dicks, yes, sir. Enthralling. Let's hear from one side of this feud, Colonel Ashley, in an interview that was taped earlier today. What, Dirty Dan Oakley, how do you do? Colonel Ashley Gwendolyn Marilyn Monroe at your service, as if you didn't know. But I don't believe I have seen you since last January's Regal Rumble, when the cotton fields were as barren as my dear departed sister Loretta's useless womb. What all the odds are running into you at this scheduled interview? <laughs> a joke and aside, Dirty Dan, the opportunity to talk to you and the fans about my next wrestling contest makes me please as punch. You see, I want to say a few words about my opponent. The Honorable, low-down, no-account, carpet-bagging, wretched, cock-sucking charlatan, uh, uh, Mr. Sawyer Bedford. Why, Dirty Dan, this boy is a walking, talking mockery of all things good and holy. Sawyer, Bedford, Montgomery, Jackson, Atlanta, E. Lee, the Thoid. <laughs> Why, if he expects us to believe he's a real southern boy, he must, I say he must be a few mint leaves short of a julep. <laughs> oh, pardon my coarse language, Mr. Oakleaf, but I do tend to heat up when I talk about this Sawyer, Bedford character. That boy is no more southern than a New York Yankees baseball hat. Parading around with that fake accent, highlighting the unpleasantness of our past, uh, present, and future, uh, claiming he's a real son of the South, all while mocking us with his embarrassing accent and misquoting Severin our toilet concentrations. Why, he is leaving a great stain on the spotless reputation of the great American South, uh, like, a, uh, like a cascade of husbandly issue, spouting forth on grandmother's prize-winning bedspread quilt, uh, so as to avoid filling up your lover's corn crib with your seed. Now, you know me, Dirty Dan. Oh, Colonel Ashley could jaw with you all day. And hard as it makes me, I could go on and on about this Sawyer Bedford character. But I prefer you to settle this in the ring. Now, if you are listening out there, Sawyer Bedford, I hope you don't find my refined, gentlemanly behavior confusing. <laughs> Why, this boy is dumber than 10 miles of dirt road. <laughs> but what I am doing on national TV is calling you out, boy. It's time to settle this dispute once and for all. And I propose that the loser of this match must drop their silly accent. There is no way we can keep this up for 100 more episodes. Now... If you'll excuse me, Dirty Dan, I must return home and prevent black people from voting. It's nice to see that there's a touch of honor in this sport after all. As I like to say, here's to honor. If you can't come in her, come honor. Two Olivier Wards, a three-year run as King Lear in the West End, and this is where I end up. You really shouldn't have urinated on Prince Edward during Speed the Plow. I really shouldn't have... That was, looking back, a miscalculation. Dirty Dan is now standing by with perhaps the most secretive tag team in all of wrestling today. Very little is known about these gentlemen, and our own Dirty Dan has finally managed to snag an interview. Let's take a look. Gentlemen, I am standing here with one half of what is quite possibly the most devastating tag team in the entire FLAAWP. Hear no evil and see no evil. They're a very secretive pair, and until today have not had the courtesy to grant me an interview. Hear no evil, your brother has not yet arrived here today. Can you tell the folks at home where he might be? What? 
I asked where your brother, see no evil, might be at this moment. What? See no evil. Where is he? What? We're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill those pieces of trash. I'm sorry, who are you going to kill? I don't believe you have a match scheduled. What? Oh, it looks like Sino Evil has finally arrived. Sino Evil, your brother has made some threatening statements regarding Where's my brother. Where is he? The microphone is over here, and, and yes, he's right here. Brother! When they see what we've done to those pathetic fools, they will know the true meaning of evil. Our minions will spread chaos throughout the rest over of here. the world. Seeking only destruction. They will all feel the wrath of my brother. What? Tell them what you plan to do to those who would resist. No, no, no. Back over here. What? They will know. Our... Watch out. Ugh. What? I think we'd better go back to you in the studio. They will know true pain. What? Well, uh, Mr. Soul. What are you talking about? That was terrifying. Those guys give me the willies. Even more than I used to give people back when I was the scary fairy. You're using fairy to refer to a homosexual, aren't you? And when you say willies, you're also implying that you used to wave your penis at the crowd, right? Hey, how did you know? Were you one of those fans that threw a car battery at me? No, but there are heroes of the First Order. You heard earlier the esteemed Colonel Ashley calling out Sawyer Bedford's honor right here on Wrestling Explosion. Dan Oakley. Dirty. Dan. Dirty Dan Oakleaf is now with Sawyer Bedford himself. Let's see what he has to say. Colonel Ashland has said that I, Sawyer Bedford, am not a true southerner. Now I have been called a crook, a cad, and a downright rascal. But no one questions my southern roots. I... Sawyer Bedford Montgomery Jackson Atlanta E. Lee Third, Not a true southerner? I do declare. You can call me a swindler, a scoundrel, and an income tax evader. But you, sir, Colonel Ashland, you are a third-rate googar. The nerve to call into question my southern heritage. Compared to me, Colonel Ashland is practically a Yankee. Did his great-grandfather buy slaves from Jefferson Davis? Mine did. Did Colonel Ashland's grandfather invent both Tennessee whiskey and Kentucky bourbon like my grandpappy? Of course not. And whose father do you think opened the first Piggly Wigglies in Mobile, Alabama? Not that carpet-bagging Colonel Ashland, I can guarantee that. I may be a scad, a scalawag, and a convicted pedophile. I might be a reprobate, a rapscallion, and a real piece of shit. But, Colonel Ashland, you have gone too far. And I challenge you to a duel. I say, that's the spirit. That ought to fire up Colonel Ashley. One time when I was wrestling as the crazy kamikaze, someone called me a googal, and let me tell you, I dropped his ass like the USS Arizona. 
I honestly don't know what to say. Oh, it, it's a Pearl Harbor reference. See, Crazy Kamikaze was a Jap, and them Japs no, bombed. No, no, stop. Moving on, for the love of God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to finish up our retrospective at the career of one of the all-time greats, the utmost warlord. Our final clip comes from 1991 and is perhaps his most famous interview from his entire career. You know, after his second accident, they banned jetmobiling in 50 states, D.C., and four territories. But the law didn't say nothing about Guam. Yes, unfortunately, another freak accident occurred on Guam. While vacationing there and enjoying some tanning, catching a few fish, and doing a little jetmobiling, an unforeseeable tragedy struck. While gassing up his jetmobile, a crested Guam hawk swooped down and carried him off to her nest, tearing him into small pieces and feeding them to her young. Those idiot doctors said he'd never recover from that. And those idiot economists said the company would go bankrupt without him. And those idiot family members said that he wasn't even him in the first place. But he sure showed all of those dopes who's boss. Let's roll our final Warlord clip of the week. the final frontier is only the beginning. The warlord has traveled the galaxy. The warlord was born in the stars. The warlord has communed with the astral spirits that guide the champions to victory on the field of battle. The blood that runs through their veins is given life by the planets themselves. The moons shine down on those with the warlord spirit in their eyes. The galactic energies will converge on one man, Bone Daddy Dubois. Prepare yourself however you want, Dubois. It will make no difference to the gods of space that will provide me with the final victory. You can run up and down mountains. You can swim across oceans. You can chew through steel plates and eat gold bars and fill your tissues with all the strength of the Earth. It will not matter in the face of the true celestial beings of light and power that amp up the voltage of the warlord past the breaking point, past this mortal plane, past death. Yes, past literal death again and again and again all the way through to the ultimate triumph as you enter the dimension of the current utmost warlord. Dubois, it will be your final stop on the spaceship of your doom. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just about time for our main event match that will be for the Tag Team Championship of the World. The competitors are here backstage getting ready, and I'm currently with the Bush Drinkers, Dale Dumpovich and the Rig Roller, who will be challenging for the title. Rig Roller, you look especially focused tonight. <laughs> Big Rig Roller rolling on in, Dirty Dan. Jake breaking into this interview. Whoa, that's right, buddy. I'm winding down now, but I'm wound up for this match with these slick Freddy Hollywood types. <laughs> uh, I noticed you have a lot of uh, <clears throat> risque reading material there with you. What, uh, my cockbooks? We're going to hey, have to bleep that. Hey, good buddy, this is a 60-minute match. I'm prepared for the long haul. Wow, you sound uh, very prepared in your own uh, unique way. Uh, Dale, are you also prepared? How are you doing, Nerdy Dan? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, that's quite a load of chewing tobacco you've got there. It ain't chewing tobacco. 
Is it Big League Chew? No. What I got in my mouth here... Well, hold on just a second. <clears throat> what I got in my hair cheek is 13 square inches of the American flag. You see, Dirty Dan, when I'm getting ready for a match, I like to visualize how I'm going to dump my opponent this week. I like to get some inspiration as to how to do so. So what I do is... I bite off a big old hunk of old glory, and I just start chewing. And thinking over all them times throughout history that America has dumped her opponents. Like, for example, what did we do to Great Britain in the Revolutionary War? We dumped them. What did we do to them again in the War of 1812? We dumped them. What did we do to Mexico in the Mexican-American War? We dumped them. Tell them, Dale. What did we do to ourselves in the Civil War? We dumped them. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. In 1865, America dumped the undumpable opponent. Now, moving on to... Well, uh, hold on just one second here. Now, moving on to 1898. Dirty Dan, what do you think America did to Spain in the Spanish-American War? I believe we dumped them. We dumped them! We dumped their shit out of those bullfighting, paella-eating, non-blowing-up-the-USS-Maine sons of bitches. Hell, I don't even know where that is. What did we do to an assortment of countries in World War I? We dumped them. What did we do to a slightly different assortment of countries in World War II? We dumped them. Now, Dirty Dan, I'm not up on my more modern military history, but I assume that the United States Armed Forces have rolled off an unbroken string of completely successful dumpings ever since. It's been a lot of dumps, Dale. It's been one big dump ever since. One long, unbroken red, white, and blue turd of victory. That's right. Stevie Nicks said it, Dale. They will never break that chain. It is these victories and others throughout history that I derive my inspiration from. Oh, man. Dale, that's got me wound up. Ugh. You slick Freddy Hollywoods, we will fight you anywhere. We're fighting you tonight, and we'll fight you anywhere. Now, today, tomorrow, forever. Anywhere in Putman County, from Riley Creek to Gilbo. <clears throat> I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I have never heard of either of those places. You know, out off Road O. Pastime Traders Barn? Right behind Gunch and Dubers. None of that helped at all. You know, we're ready to fight them anywhere, Dale, but... I don't really think it's going to be too much of a challenge. You know about these coastal elite types, right? Oh, yeah, I know all about them. They probably wake up in their mansions. They have their butlers feeding them their monster energy drinks. Here comes the airplane. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. You know, they're these coastal elites drinking rock star oh, energy drinks. <laughs> rock, out in Hollywood, drinking rock star yeah. energy drinks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, they don't even open up for Here Comes Airplane. They only open up for Here Comes a Private Jet. Here comes oh, here comes a Private Jet, bottle service, maybe bottle service. Rich folk like them, they don't live the way we do. Hell no. Yeah, hell, folk like them own Disneyland. They ain't never even been there. Ain't never even been they there. They ain't never even been there. I'm going to be waiting in the ring, ready to get that belt myself. Once we get our hands on them, oh, it's over, man. Why don't you toss me a couple of those little sissies and be like, right into the truck stop. Bam. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry about that. You toss them back over to me. I'll give them one spit full of old glory, and it'll be one, two, three. That simple. 
you know what, Dale? After I get that title belt, I'm going to dump myself right hey, into my lawnmower and there. drive just, it right up. On- right, I, just, I, I think any dumping uh, should I should be involved in any kind of dumping. Uh, I just want to just want to be sure. <laughs> well, get on in, man. I'm going to dump myself in my lawnmower. I suggest you do the same. We drive him right up on the porch, sip a few bush lattes, and watch the grandkids playing in the yard. You gentlemen are 26 years old. How are you possibly grandfathers? You can owe it to the fountain of youth from the bush lattes. Hey, I know I got the ultimate physique, but my oldest grandson turns 18 next year. We're thinking of turning this into a three-man tag. Go after them six-man titles. Be double champions. Uh, that sounds quite intimidating. I think we had better go check on the champions. All right, I'm here with Lex Juicer, executive producer, and Philon Munsk of the Slick Freddy Hollywoods, preparing for their big match with the Bush Drinkers. Lex, could you put the phone down for just a second? I'd love to hear what you have to say about the Bush Drinkers. Three points on the back end. Tell him five, and I'll agree to distribute his gross nephew's skin flick. Dan, baby, talk to me. I was just saying, the Bush Drinkers have been wrestling really well lately. Are you and Philon worried? Bush drinkers. Never heard of them, but I'm sensing some major heat from the 18 to 35-year-old male demo. Let's talk. Well, Philon, surely you've been prepping for the big bush drinkers match. Prepping? Uh, well, I, I, have, a, I have a bunker in the Nevada desert where, where I've banked up enough young virgin blood to continue my transfusion routine for several years uh, in the event of a nuclear war. Prepping for your match with the bush drinkers, the wrestling tag team? Uh, I don't recognize that name. What's their social media handle? Uh, I may have randomly replied to one of their posts with something anti-Semitic. I know you two have been really hot lately, but aren't you worried about your luck running out? Real men don't believe in luck. Real men make their own luck. Like me, I pulled myself out of the depths of the mines in Africa to become the world's richest man. Are you referring to the emerald mines your parents owned? That's right, Dan. Emerald mines. Felon, baby. I like what I'm hearing. You know, uh, we've talked about changing the terms of our partnership. Interested in buying out my majority stake in the Slick Freddy Hollywoods? I have some friends in uh, Saudi Arabia who can help make that happen. It sounds like Lexi just got himself a new set of jetmobiles. Dan, this is exciting. It's something I've wanted to do for years, and I think it really speaks to the tremendous value I'm going to be able to deliver at scale. So here, on your show, I'm going to rename the Slick Freddy Hollywoods. Okay, you're handing me a paper, and it's the letter Z. (laughs) It's incredible, right? I think I could get that on a thousand screens. Yeah, subway ads, some billboard campaigns. We could make it work. Okay, so back to the upcoming match between the Bush Drinkers and Z. It's going to take place on Mars. Hmm, okay, Fast and Furious meets the Martian. I love it. No, it's actually taking place tonight here on Wrestling Explosion. Okay, that's a tight timeline. But fortunately, I've got an army of AI devs in the Philippines. We can make this happen, but I'm going to need buy-in from the C-suite. Baby, we're talking synergistic, fast-moving, thing-breaking, product-shipping yes-men that know where their beak is buttered. You know, I'm glad you mentioned AI because I've actually invested the entire Z account in AI-generated crypto tokens and set up an auto-pay system for any proceeds of that fund to purchase NFTs that look like a Shih Tzu. Whoa, baby. I'm all about riding a heater, but uh, are you sure about that? I'm, uh, I'm checking the account now, and uh, yeah, it's zero. 
Uh, somehow a little less than zero, which maybe that's a new one for me, and I produced five Olsen twins documentaries. Exactly. This, this is exactly what, what I knew would happen. It's, it's just what I predicted, and uh, it's a good thing. It's, ex- it's exciting. We're all really excited. In fact, Dan, this is unprecedented, but right here on your show, I'm going to announce the exciting rebrand of Z. Okay, and you're handing me another sheet of paper, and uh, this is just a photograph of a monkey performing fellatio on itself. (laughs) We'll fix it in post. Okay, I think we're done here. We are here at ringside, ladies and gentlemen. It's finally time for the main event of the evening, and this promises to be one that won't soon be forgotten. I tell you, I can't wait for these guys to get out here and start throwing a few tooth knockers back and forth. Uh, yes, uh, well, <clears throat> we are joined tonight by the self-styled wild child, and yes, I intended for that to rhyme, Tommy Hits. Listeners at home and the illiterate, uh, often the same stinking mass, will miss out on the unique spelling of Hits. There's a Z. And as everyone knows, perfect size for a commentary team is two people, so I hope you will have a good reason for coming out here. Oh, absolutely, Benson, baby. There was no room anywhere else on the show for me tonight, and I can't deprive the people of the 1981 no, International Federation of Air Instrument Mimicry Champion Not of again. the World Power Ballad Category. God damn it. They watched the show for a reason, guys, and we're looking at it. You're not hearing it because it's just air guitar, but you're still looking at it. You know, one of these days, I'm going to smash that air guitar right over your head. You say that every single time I ruin a thing you're trying to do. Wait, wait, this isn't right. Coach Callahan? No, no, no. A three-man booth is bad enough, and Ford is intolerable. It's right out. Right out, I say. As I said to Crush Kringle when we formed a tag team, the more the merrier. But if you really want... I'll stick that coach's whistle where the sun don't shine. <sighs> Welcome to the announcing position, Coach Callahan. May I ask what you're doing here? Or are you going to make me run laps if I do? Ah, well, that's pretty smart, but I don't like that smart mouth. You watch your mouth, son, or I'll make you do wind sprints till you're puking up your Frenchy guts. Uh, I'm uh, not French, actually. Uh, after all, I'm from... I'm out here tonight to make sure we're having a good, clean contest. And everyone respects the rules, and everyone respects each other. A match like this is too important to allow any horseplay to go on. Get out of here with that old-timer crap. I want to see these guys knock each other's blocks off. Yeah, who cares about the rules, baby? That's it. You owe me a lap. Move it. Oh, hell, give you Friday night, I just got off work. My boss, man, is such a jerk. So after work, I went to his house. Like I said when I picked up my kids from school yesterday, it's happy hour somewhere. The bush drinkers are making their way to the ring now. I've heard of low brow or even no brow, but if there's a level beneath that, I think these gentlemen might be the epitome of it. <laughs> Why do these guys even try at this point? They've been around for decades and haven't won a single championship. 
I, on the other hand, won the 1981 Shut your yapper before I shut it for you. True, though. Here come the champions. Lex and Phelan have been unstoppable for the past 18 months. He's right. Those championship belts might as well have their names engraved on them at this point. Uh, as it stands, they do. Wait, they's engraving belts now? When I won the Missouri middleweight title, they didn't engrave my name on it. That's because they were too embarrassed to engrave Big Chief Redface on the belt. Well, that was back when I was investigating my native roots, Mr. St. Angel. And pray tell, did you find anything? No, but I still maintain the white man stole my native roots. And hey, what can a poor Indian like me do about it? Lord on a biscuit. Let's let's just go to Dirty Dan with the introductions. Tell you the truth, I could actually go for some fire water right now. Thank, Thank you, you, Benson, Benson St. Angel. Angel. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. The following contest is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. And it is for the Free Legal Advice Association of Wrestling Professionals World Tag Team Championship. Introducing first, in the corner to my right, the challengers. At a combined weight of 489 pounds, Dale Dumpovich and the Rig Roller, they are the Bush Drinkers. Introducing in the corner to my left, at a total combined weight of 391 pounds, the FLAAWP World Tag Team Champions, Phelan Munsk, and Lex Juicer Executive Producer, it's the Slick Freddy It's Phelan Munsk, Lex Juicer Executive Producer, it's the a photograph of a monkey performing fellatio on itself. We begin the match with Philon Munsk and the Rig Roller locking up in the center of the ring. And the Rig Roller just pounds Munsk on the top of the head. These bush drinkers don't go for that technical stuff. Just good old-fashioned muscle coming straight at you. That's why I like these guys. They don't waste any tracks. Just power ballads. Makes me want to start shredding. Hey, watch where you swing in that air guitar, buddy. Or I'll have to introduce you to Murph and Sully. Who are they? No, don't, no, don't ask. Don't That's ask. That's what I call my fist. Back when I was a fighting Irishman, I'd break a bottle of beer over some chump's head and then knock out the gal playing my wife for good measure. I told you not to ask. Having never seen him wrestle under that particular moniker, I could have told you that he would have insulted an entire ethnicity with it, while simultaneously performing some kind of act of deplorable violence. He's a menace to decent people everywhere. And uh, we're a minute in the match already, and we've barely paid attention to it. This whole time, Phelan Munsk has been countering the rig roller's physical assaults. These slick Freddy Hollywoods are as focused and determined as I've ever seen them to be. That's not their name anymore, though. They changed I it I will not to... call them that. I refuse on both the grounds of morality and that of taste. But it's their name. Hey, you know the rules, Buster Brown. It's your job to call them by their real name. Trust me. You don't want to start breaking rules and getting on my bad side. When I'm through with you, you'll wish you were back in France playing grab-ass and belly-rub with all the other little punks. I've never been to France. I... 
These, a photograph of a monkey performing fellatio in itself, are as focused and determined as I've ever seen them. Now, that's better. How the deuce am I supposed to call this match? This is simply intolerable. Those monkey dick suckers are really taking it to him. How's that better? Honestly. Oh, now, the rig rollers seem to have finally broken through. Irish whip into the corner, and guess, oh, it's truck stop time. Felon's getting a good taste of them elbows. Roller's teammate Dale is taking a few cheap shots while the ref's cleaning up his spittle puddle. Hey, Mr. Rule Man, isn't that against the rules or something? Nah, hell, Jim. You know what they say. You're not cheating, you're not trying. You gotta play to win, son. That said, I am writing up on this horseplay. These jokers are gonna be in detention till their grandkids graduate. Didn't they say their grandchildren were already out of high school? Okay, bad example with the bush drinkers, I guess. But they're in deep. Trust me, I'm reporting all this to the league. What league? You're on thin ice, Benson! Felon tags out, and much like the Simeon Felatio namesake, he's really huffing and puffing. Lex is on a heater, though. Watch out for them forearms, boys. Felon appears to be rummaging under the ring for something, and... Oh, yes, it's exactly as I thought. He's got another bag of infant blood, and, and he's drinking it to recover his youthful vigor. This is the third straight match he's pulled that trick. I want to know how they haven't banned this yet. They brought it up at the last commissioner's meeting, but it was tabled. And those cowards didn't vote on it? They had one job to do. No, no, what I mean is Lex Juicer, the executive producer, showed up and slammed each of the commissioners through folding tables. Oh. Well, so long as he was following proper wrestling protocol, I guess it's okay. Mm, I don't like all this carping about drinking blood. You babies probably fast-forward through that scene where Rocky drinks the raw eggs. Grow up! Infant blood is a great source of adrenochrome. The fact is, it's not against any of the rules. Neither one of these gentlemen is in violation of any of the rules of wrestling. So, if they want to drain infant babies of their life force in order to undergo a procedure that's not exactly or actually clinically proven to extend their own lives in any way, under the rules, they're allowed to do exactly that. And the next one of you that complains about wrestlers following the rules is going to be running wind sprints till you puke. Got that? Yes, yes Coach, Coach Callahan. Callahan. Munska's ripped open the bag of blood. Uh, most of it isn't getting into his mouth. It's just dripping all over his face. He's yelling something at the crowd now. He sounds completely different than before. I can't understand a word he's saying. Hey, you try doing a South African accent. He's saying, it's baby o'clock somewhere. Uh, yes, and now he's holding up a clock with a picture of a baby on it. Oh, I get it. Because he's drinking the baby blood. Hey, this guy's pretty funny. Getting back to the match here, Lex Juicer has gotten the rig roller completely mixed up. Lex's technical acumen is unmatched. He's got a way out of seemingly every hold. Yeah, this guy knows all the loopholes. He's tagging Monkskin. Monksk suddenly appears more vicious than usual after drinking the blood. Oh, wait a moment. Lex Juicer is distracting the referee by offering him an associate producer title in his next movie. These shenanigans are really starting to get out of hand. Now Munsk is mercilessly beating the rig roller right in the face with what appears to be a flute. Where did he get that? And the referee is, of course, too busy performing sexual favors for Lex Juicer to notice. Wait, what is Munsk saying? This accent is atrocious. Simply atrocious. He's saying it's time to face the music. Get it? How's he beating in the face with a flute? 
This guy shouldn't be a wrestler. He should be a comedian. You know, my air music teacher in school wanted me to pretend to play the flute. He was a traditionalist, but they don't write any power ballads for the flute, baby. I knew that my destiny was to pretend to play the guitar. And in 1981, I proved I could pretend to do that better than anyone else on earth. They pretended to give me a trophy, which I then pretended to put on my mantelpiece. And it's been invisibly sitting there ever since. Wait, they didn't even give you a real trophy? You're telling me this whole thing you've been bragging about for years ain't even real? It's as real as air guitar, baby. Listen to this. You're not doing nothing. You're just twitching your hands around while making an orgasm face. Ah, uh, sorry. Uh, let me adjust the tune in here real quick. Uh, there, that's better. Uh, wow. Okay, I see it now. You see nothing, you don't. While you two have been blathering on, Munska's continued his assault on the rig roller. He's got him down. One, two, three. No! Well, the rig roller kicks out. I do not know how that happened, Benson. Roller's so exhausted. He's just working on pure guts right now. He's got to make a tag soon, or even intestinal fortitude, or guts, as you say, won't be enough. Roller looks like he can barely move. Oh, now Dale is digging under the ring for something. Damn it. More of this rule breaking. I have told the commissioners over and over, there really should be an official posted underneath the ring to prevent any of this horse malarkey. What's he got now? Oh, it, it looks like it's Rigroller's stack of cock books. Yes, there's Fanny Potty, Sniff, and Missing Bits. Stain. Dale's got a copy of Stain and is waving it around in front of Rigroller to revive him. This somehow appears to be working. Dale has tossed a copy of Folds over towards the Slick Freddy Hollywood's corner. Hey! Oh, for the love of... <clears throat> over to a photograph of a monkey performing fellatio on itself's corner. Lex and Phelan are completely distracted. Here comes Roller. The rig roller seems to have recovered enough to stagger to his feet and, yes, he makes the tag. And Dale comes in like a maniac. He throws months to the ropes and delivers his patented backdrop. The dump truck. Yes. Now he rushes over to the corner and dumps Lex Juicer off the ring apron. You've got to hand it to this man. He really knows how to stick to a theme. Oh, he's really feeling himself now. He's begun to mime driving a squatting lorry, or dump truck as you would say. It looks like he's singing to the bush drinker's finishing maneuver. Hold on now, baby. What the hell is this crap? No one pretends to do something awesome but me. He's just air dumping. This is gimmick infringement. I'll show that toothless yokel a thing about air mimicry. Oh, goodness. Wild child Tommy Hits has left the announcing position and climbed into the ring. Damn it, Tommy. This is beyond horseplay. Hits, get your butt back here right now. Tommy's pretending to take his guitar off his shoulder. Now he's pretending to hold it by the neck. He's just waiting for Dale Dumpovich to turn around. <laughs> Let him have it. Now he's pretending to smash the air guitar over Dale's head and somehow Dale has been knocked out. How the hell did that work? Wait, Dale is actually bleeding? Air Gibson makes a solid product, Benson. Now Lex has climbed into the ring. Oh, he's not even the legal man. Lex appears to be pretending to sign Tommy Hits to a lucrative recording contract with points on the back end. Oh, Tommy's pretending to look elated. It's a lifelong dream come true for that kid, folks. He pretended to work hard every day, and now they're pretending it paid off. What, what is Tommy doing now? Oh, Lord. Looks like he's pretending that fame and success has gone to his head. He's pretending to tie his arm off. And now he's pretending to shoot heroin into his veins. 
from the look of the way he's pretending to overdose, it looks like he's pretending to score some bad junk. You hate to see it, Benson. The kid just couldn't pretend to control his demons. And now look at him, pretending to be strung out on pretend heroin on national television. The referee seems to have lost all control over this match. It's total chaos in there. Rigwola has recovered enough that he's joined into the fracas. It's a real Donnybrook out there, that's for sure. It can't get any crazier than this, and that's the way I like it. Holy shit! It's Godzilla! What's he doing there? Is he still mad at Felon Monks for dumping all that irradiated infant blood into the Pacific Ocean? When's he gonna get over that? No! He's going after the Rig Roller! He must still be upset about that count-out victory Rig Roller got over him back at Oktoberfest. Yes, his attacks are relentless. Clothesline! Clothesline! Atomic breath! Leg drop! You son of a bitch! Wait, go to Callahan! What are you doing? Let's settle this, you radioactive bastard! What's gotten into him? You don't know? Oh man, Godzilla moved in with Coach's ex-wife. Madonna? Yeah, man. I heard he's making Coach's kids call him Dad. Good gracious. Even Coach Callahan has joined the pandemonium. And look, it's Top Shelf Calhoun, the man of 1,004 pubs. <sighs> Number 926. Holiday Inn Suites, Tallahassee International Airport, Hotel Lobby Bar. Number 927. Arm Bar. Number 928. Cocktail Magnifico. Number 929. Arm. Folks, we are out of time. Things are really breaking down here. We'll catch you next week on Wrestling Explosion. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 200. Whoa, what was that? A plane crash? A gun robbery? Space immigrants invading? (laughs) No, these aren't the sounds of incredible events. Your ears have been fooled by the soundcraft taught at the Foley College of Oral Mastery. At Foley College, you can begin a career you'll finally be happy with as you learn the rewarding craft of soundscape generation. Whether you're from the city or a small town farm, you can find the right path here at Foley College of Oral Mastery. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to these actual program attendees. Oral College helped me realize that I was born in the wrong century. (laughs) But that's not a problem for me now, partner. Yeah! Yeah, I went to Oral Masters, and you know what? Now I say whatever the fuck I want. Hear that, Mom and Dad? Whatever the fuck I want. But there's a great pharmacy near there. The staff are cool if you just occasionally take a little stuff like a soda or some chips. At Foley College of Oral Mastery, you can choose from seven exciting programs. 
Foley Sound Editing, Foley Sound Mixing, Foley Sound Mastery, Foley Sound Maintenance, Bleep Guy, gain onset experience as a Foley Gaffer, or start an exciting career as a skin flick moan and grunt technician. At Foley College of Oral Mastery, we unlock your potential. Now how does that sound? Foley College of Oral Mastery, the sound of success. That's A-U-R-A-L, as in sound and hearing, not mouth sex. Turn internet over.